Good afternoon, everyone, and good afternoon, chaps. Welcome to the Green Arrow podcast from Fantasy Football Hub as we look ahead to a flag-laden game week 21. My name is Fergie. Uh, Rich, welcome back. What colour was your arrow in game week 20? Hi, Fergie. Hi, everyone. Um, Yeah, it seems so long ago now, doesn't it? Um, Game week 20. Um, When was it? That was a new year, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It was, was, yeah, it was, seems ages ago that it, that it finished finally, but I think it was probably only about a week ago. Yeah, I got a green, but it was not without its ups and downs. Uh, Very elongated game week, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, I, I got 87, I think, which was a decent score and it was looking really good until Areola spoiled it all. For me in the last last kick again, I think probably looking at the content creators league, I think something like he's about eighty percent owned across that that league, and uh, I don't have him. My my goalkeeper woes, you know, continue to haunt me all the way back to his wrist injury. You know, logical decision to get rid of a goalkeeper who's got a busted wrist, isn't it? Really, but yeah, that that hasn't helped. So anyway, yeah, I I managed to not bench Palmer, which was nice for his 18. A lot of people did bench him, um, but I got his points. And obviously the roller coaster ride of Mo Salah missing a penalty, then coming good in the second half. You know, that was an amazing game, that Newcastle game from a fantasy perspective, wasn't it? It so, was, you know, and it yeah, was a roller coaster. Came out of it with, came out of it with a green and, uh, you know, a small amount of progress up to a huge 750k now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming for everybody. We move, <laughs> we move rich, as we they move. say. Yeah. Um, yep. Good stuff. Um, and this week, we are joined, also joined, as you can see, uh, by the brilliant big man, Bakar. Bakar, absolutely great to have you with us once again. How are you? And what colour was your arrow in Game of 20? Thanks for having me, Fergie. Um, hello and welcome to all the listeners and viewers. Uh, it was a green arrow. I've uh, been making some stable progress mm. in recent weeks. Uh, I was actually just checking since the Game Week 10 wildcard, I've been... Uh, on 12 green arrows out of 13 game week. So that's that's been solid progress. Uh, I can't really complain. I, I captained Alvarez this week. I got him in. That didn't exactly pay off. I, I was very ha- happy, actually, at halftime. Yeah. Uh, I was dreading the Liverpool game because I I had sold Nunes. I didn't have Salah captain. Uh, I went to sleep early thinking that, you know, I this is going to be a bit of a nightmare. So let's skip it. I actually woke up at halftime and to my pleasant surprise I had, I saw Salah miss the penalty <laughs> but that and then the next 45 minutes were were absolute hell but I mean hey it's it is what it is and even if I'm getting a green arrow despite that I, I don't necessarily mind and uh yeah looking forward to the discussion tonight because you know we have flags all over the place like City 142k Bakar you're having another very Steady season and and on the up, um, yeah. The the Alvarez one, Rich. I see you've got Alvarez as well, and and Bakar, you can't. Mm-hmm. He was incredibly popular one. I just remember, just for the deadline, there was a big toss up between um, sort of Alvarez or Alvarez or Foden, who to captain and stuff. But um, yeah, would you were you happy, Bakar, at the time with the seven points of Alvarez, or were you just sort of a bit sort of meh? It, see, it seems a bit underwhelming, if I'm honest, from my view. Because I bought him in, it felt underwhelming. But okay. if I had owned him yeah. and uh, not sort of necessarily gone out of my way to, to get him, then yeah. a seven-pointer would have been all right. But in, in any week, seven points is, is sort of decent along the lines of expected return. But, okay. I mean, I, I didn't expect Salah to get a 16-pointer. No, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was an expensive transfer. So I, I spent my two frees on on Trent mm. and uh, Alvarez. And it was really a week 
we we can see now, can't we? It was definitely a week to carry two free transfers into. Uh, that was really the, the the soundest advice. But yeah, so it was an expensive seven points that I bought with that extra free transfer there, I feel. But, uh, you know, he's going to get another game, it would seem. So could have been worse if Haaland was definitely coming back. It was you, Rich, who broke Trent then, was it, after bringing him in? Yeah, I broke Trent after about eight successive weeks of returns or something. I I, I was late on him, brought him in, and a uh, zero-pointer, and then a nice injury. So uh, there we are. My luck follows me, doesn't it? Superb. Uh, it does indeed. <laughs> I had um, a decent week. I uh, scored 93 uh, to, up to up from 400k to 270k. I had Ariola, which is obviously really nice, especially after um, I had a benched Davrabka. We were all following that on, on Twitter because at the time, at the time, I think Davrabka after his penalty save and sheet was on for like a 15 pointer or something it ended up on eight which is all right but Ariola's was a bit better wasn't he so um yeah happy with that uh Gabriel Porro and Trent all disappointed uh Salah captain Saka uh Bowen who was my transfer in over Foden which was very disappointing very frustrating for you know for two reasons one that I missed out on the 12 pointer but two Bowen looks like he now may be injured the next game week, uh, Sun and Palmer, Solanke and Watkins. Uh, so really, really happy with that result. Was thinking, this is great, you know, absolutely flying high. FPL is good, life is good. And then we we hear about um, Trent and Bowen in particular uh, being injured. Uh, probably going to miss um, game week twenty one. We think, and then I look at my team, and it's an absolute shambles so uh, i'm sure when well, i'm sure lots of people are in the same position as well because is it the five highest owned players in fpl i think are now all unavailable for some reason i think it might be or well, six of the adam put a graphic out didn't he six of the top eight or six of the top nine scorers in fpl are flagged at the moment incredible absolutely incredible so yeah lots 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 to talk about indeed because um it is it is going to be um a crazy crazy few weeks um, just before we start, uh, we have extended our 30 days free offer at Fantasy Football Hub um, and f- for another week. So if you haven't got the offer yet, 30 days free, 30% off. Uh, if you want to use the full power of uh, Fantasy Football Hub, you can now do so. This includes our My Team features, including recommended transfers, predictive points to artificial intelligence, dedicated WhatsApp groups for pro members, and so much more. It's all on the uh, FFH app too. It's an absolute no-brainer if you want to do well at FPL. It's free for 30 days. Give it a go. You won't be disappointed. This offer does end definitely this week. We've extended it another week for those who haven't jumped on the offer yet. Okay, so we've got the uh, fixture ticker up now uh, from Fantasy Football Hub for the next six game weeks. Um, Rich, could you just give us a bit of a um, a, a skinny on you know on what's on on kind of what you're looking ahead to now over the next few game okay. weeks and um, yeah. what you're thinking about? Okay, yeah. Um, well, immediate crises aside, I think we're still going to learn an awful lot more information in the second half of January. There's only one full game week. Uh, 10 matches between now and the end of January. Um, That next game week is spread over two weekends. Uh, So we have a very long game week 21. But uh, as well as what we'll learn in that game week, we have another round of FA Cup at the end of January. We have the conclusion of the EFL Cup or the Carabao Cup semifinals, which again are very close. You know, Fulham are only a goal behind and have the home leg at home to Liverpool. Middlesbrough are actually beating Chelsea uh, after the home leg in their semi-final. So those two semi-finals could swing either way. 
Um, and really, if we talk about the EFL Cup first, the outcome of those semi-finals will reveal a uh, potential blank game week in game week 25, I believe, for uh, the finalists. So it could be Fulham, but it's more like, let's say it's more likely to be Liverpool and Chelsea. And their matches, or certainly the Liverpool um, uh, game, could move into game week 25. Yeah, I think. And sorry, Rich. Double game week for Liverpool. I think. Sorry. I think yeah. you. Um, I think you made a bit of a, a typo, and you said um, yeah. they might blank in twenty five, but you meant blank in twenty six to I go meant into twenty six. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Game week twenty six would be a blank yeah. game week because that's when the final is, but it's yet to be announced. Those yeah. games could immediately shift into the the midweek beforehand, which is game week twenty five, giving Liverpool a double game week that week. Yeah. Uh, which is key, obviously, because we're all in the process of potentially getting rid of their players and needing them back again. So that's that's a massive piece of information, the outcome of that. But in order to for all that to happen, really, they have to reach the final. And they're 2-1 up with the away leg to come. Um, the FA Cup, as well, is significant, perhaps also for the slightly longer-term planning, because that will really start to shape... Um, blank game week 29 in terms of fixtures that will be um, either confirmed on or confirmed off in that week uh, should those teams progress through one more round of the FA Cup in February and therefore reveal the size of a blank game week. So all the chip strategy that we we get a lot of content around will start to crystallise around the first week in February and we'll we'll know a lot more about that then of course while all that is going on we've got the african cup of nations playing out we've got the asia cup playing out in parallel and of course the players we're selling this week that will dictate when they are due to come back again and there are some graphics stocking around showing that i think salah has like a 31 percent chance of being back by game week 23 son similar but, you know, because South Korea are slightly more favourites to get to the latter stages of that competition, you, you'd possibly say that Son is likely to come back a week after Salah. But it's all conjecture. You know, they oh, either of them could be back from, you know, arguably from game week 22 if they go out in the first round. So we're all in the process of getting rid of these guys, but we might want them back a lot quicker. And so we, I think we've got a graphic coming up to talk about who we might want to sell first based on what we know now. But I would just say... Hold on to any transfers you can between now and the end of the month. They're extremely precious because you know, and do not if unless you absolutely have to make early transfers in game week twenty two because we've just seen what happens if you do. Lovely stuff, Rich. Um a couple of things I would just oh. add in there as well. Um yep. City and Brentford have the potential for a double game week twenty five as yep. well. So that could be absolutely chaos. Um and also the FA Cup fifth round draw is the evening before the game week 22 deadline, which will dictate so much stuff in terms of what might happen in blank game week 29. So so between this deadline now, 2022, there's an absolute ocean of, of football going on, which will massively impact everything which yeah. goes on after. So but thank you, Rich. Really good stuff. Um, yeah. But Carl, what's your current kind of thinking of the landscape of FPL and what's in your mind? <laughs> It's an interesting question, and it's, it's something I've been trying to get my head around uh, the entire week. Uh, just for the benefit of the listeners, Game Week 29 is likely to be the biggest blank game week of the season, which is likely to have around five to six blank game weeks. And then we'll have two 
big doubles in game week 34 and 37 37 is projected to be the biggest of the season and as things stand uh, it looks as if some of the teams that will be doubling in 34 will be different to those that will be doubling in 37 as of now it's very difficult to sort of lock in a chip strategy because a lot of information is there to be had and we'll have far more clarity before the game week 22 deadline after the carabao cup fixtures are over after the fa cup draw fa cup results um so obviously the 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 same advice from from me is to to wait for as much information as possible um and to stay as flexible as you can having said that i do realize that a lot of people are in this position where they have sala son uh bowen uh lascelles cash taylor all these guys and they don't exactly are in a position to put a starting 11 out this week so they're sort of forced into acting this week even though it's not the best possible thing to do so this is what basically makes game week 21 very tricky in a nutshell that some transfers have to be made at a point where information is not exactly clearly available yeah mm-hmm. i completely agree and very true. Um, yeah at at the moment kind of spoiler alert we'll look at my team towards the end but i've got i've got most of those players who you mentioned there bakar plus plus trend i can't get yeah. 10 out even yeah. i don't think and yeah. um i've drafted up well i haven't drafted i'm i'm close i'm close to hitting the free hit button um and i'll talk about my my rationale i'm not i've not decided on it yet um but i'll talk about my rationale a little bit later um around around that and why i think that playing a free hit chip is not as crazy as it sounds cuz it's not just about getting points this week right it's around it's around the strategy later on as well but we will touch on that in a bit very much so um yeah our first graphic and question really um bikar interested in your thoughts on this is is who to sell first so on this graphic we've got Trent, Bowen, Salah, Son and 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 Huang um obviously all unavailable for different reasons. We we've, we've heard my understanding is that Bowen and Trent could potentially be back for game week 22. I think they I think the diagnosis or prognosis on both is they both be back within sort of of 2 to 3 weeks. Um Salah and Son more more likely towards the beginning to end of uh, sorry um beginning to middle of, of February which could be sort of game week 24ish and and Huang on there as well. So in order of importance of who to get rid of first, um what's your thinking? Yeah, this is basically uh, the biggest question of the game week summed up. I think uh, personally the big 3 are Salah, Son, Trent so coming straight to them. When you look at the players in isolation, I think I would rate Son above Salah and Trent in the pecking order. Uh with regards to who to sell simply because uh Sala and Trent are likely to have a double game week in 25 while Son is unlikely to have that double in 25 and is also likely to blank in 26 so selling Son is easier what complicates this this pecking order and this uh scenario is the fact that a lot of people don't have Erling Haaland in their teams this week and if you're selling son for let's say a midfielder like foden or richarlison or anyone in that price range it does not necessarily fund a transfer to erling haaland next week so a lot of people find themselves in this position where they sort of are forced to sell either sala or trent and son to be able to be in a position where they can sell where they can get haaland next week 
as of now, I haven't really made my mind up on who to sell out of Salah and Son, but I think I will keep Trent simply because of the fact that he could be back for Game Week 22 and Game Week 23, and because of the fact that he's you know four to five million less cheaper than than Salah, uh, he's easier to keep. Yeah. Okay. So so in order, um, Son out first, then Salah, then Trent for you is your sort of top right, three in order. Is that right? It is, but it is in isolation, though. And a lot of people find themselves in the position where they have to get Haaland. So I can, yeah. I mean, Salah and Son are equal for me. So in, in that case. Yeah. What about um, Bowen? Is, is Bowen a keep a keep few if you can? I mean, he may even play in 21, right? Because it's, it's a fortnight away. Is he a keep for you? or? Yeah, I, I think I think so. Because if he's back next week, then I don't think he's a, he's a hard sell. I know a lot of people... Uh, bought him early this week to catch the price rise. Uh, but I mean, if he's missing one week, it's it's not exactly a terrible situation to be in. So so I think I I, I would keep Bowen uh, on Salah. Another point I'd like to add here is that what makes it trickier is the fact that in game week twenty four, Liverpool are playing Burnley at home, and in that week, Holland is playing uh, Brentford away, if I'm not mistaken, or it's Everton at home. I think it's 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 not an easy fixture yeah. either way. Yeah. And 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 Liverpool are are likely to have you know the the better fixture, and Salah could be a standout option in game week 24 in itself. And if the bookmaker bookmaker odds are to be believed, then Salah is most likely to come back by game week 24. So even if you're selling Salah, you sort of have to be flexible and sort of have a plan to get him back in Game Week 24 if need be. Because, I mean, even apart from Game Week 24, when you look at Game Week 25, he has that home <laughs> picture against Luton in it. He is a triple captain candidate. He is a legit candidate for triple captaincy. And I just think we're going to see, because of all these various chip strategies, some people are selling Sun, some are selling Salah, some are selling Trent. We're going to see a lot of variance uh, in, in the in the Game Weeks to come, and this should make for, for fun times ahead. It should indeed. It does. It does. Yeah, uh, Rich, what in terms yeah, of selling? Interesting. Well, you've yeah. Have you made any transfer yeah. or two? Or no, I don't make any transfers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I've st- I've only got one though because of what I sort of said about Alvarez before. Oh, so yeah. so I've only got one this week, and and I think I've got more flags than the the Ryder Cup yeah. uh, right now in my <laughs> team. So uh, yeah, my, my my view on this is similar to Bakar's. I, I agree with him on the Sun over Salah as as the first to sell, um, purely because. Of the potential of the double for me, I've got more money tied up in Salah in terms of accrued uh, team value. I bought was a bit late on on Sonny, and uh, there's the possibility Sonny's you know blanking in 26, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so I actually think he's the person to go off. Now, I think in these situations, you have to look at your team, and it, and, and I'm I'm forced to hit this week. I've got so many flag players that really, unless I use a free hit or a wild card, I've I've got to take a hit. Um, so it's taken me a few days to come to terms with the, the circumstances of that. But the, the best thing you can do in this situation is then turn that to your your advantage, right? So I've got I've only got two playing defenders, so I will sell Trent because of that. Otherwise, I'm just literally letting appearance points go. If I was to sell Salah and Son, or I'd be taking a minus eight to get rid of all three of them. So I will sell Tread and I will bring in Estupinan, who's the you know fairly obvious transfer there, and that gets me half of my Haaland cash. I've only got 0.5 in the bank because I've spread the money around the team in buying Trent last week. You know, it was why I was a bit reluctant to do it the first week, but then I thought, yeah, I've got to get him and I'll just move the money straight back out. And then I can afford to sell Son 
and raise the rest of the funds to to get Haaland. However, I will have to go budget uh, a more budget player when I sell Son in order to get that seven million or so that I need to bring Haaland in. So you'll just if you just imagine almost every engaged manager will be working a plan out to get their Haaland cash for game week twenty two. Uh, and that those two moves, bringing in a Stupinen and a you know a midfielder below, I think six six four six point four million or below, will will get me the money that I need to do the Harlem move. So that's what I will be doing. I haven't decided on the mid yet, and we'll discuss that in a minute, I'm sure. But yeah, that that is my plan, and uh, I will sell Trent, and I will keep Salah because of. I think he, people are underestimating how difficult it will be to bring him back in at short notice, you know, particularly, that. you know, without hitting, it will be very difficult because you're using your transfer in 22 for Haaland. That's only going to give you one more free transfer in 23. And you'll have to start thinking about getting Salah back before he's even confirmed to come back. So I think holding him is wise just from a point of view of saving those couple of transfers and the team value and having other fires to put out as well. So although it's a, not a great state to be in. I've looked at a lot of teams this week and the vast majority have between four and six flag players or unavailable players. So everyone's in, you know, I think it's one of your phrases, isn't it? We're all in the same boat, Fergie. One or two will have ghosted through, you know, looking perfect, but, you know, you'll see their teams on Twitter saying they're rolling or something, but uh, I doubt it very much. There's a lot of flags out there. Are indeed. And in terms of selling first, thanks for that. Gents, I must say mm. I do agree with uh, most of what you said there. It's it's looking at who to bring in this week um, to get the uh, to get the the Sterling, excuse the pun, Rich, the Sterling mm-hmm. for Erling. For Erling. So who do we yeah. who do we sell to be able to get? Sorry, who do we buy rather to be able to get mm-hmm. Harland in? So Rich, just want to start us yeah. off. Sure, yeah, there's been a lot of content this week already um, to consume on which midfielders. Uh, there's there's got to be 50 Salah and Son replacement podcasts out there. Um, but we, we keep learning. We keep learning each night as, as there's, an, there's another game. You know, we got some info on Jota last night. We can obviously discuss. He's not on the graphic, but he's certainly in the in the conversation as a, as a potential um, midfielder. So midfielders first. Clearly, there's a lot of people going to sell... Son or Salah or both of them this week. So um, three or four of the midfielders are shown on this. I think um, Foden probably is the form pick. Um, however, he's the most expensive of these options. And if you're moving Son on for him, he may leave you short on the Haaland funding. So all depends on teams, how much money you've got in the bank, how much you've sped, spread the money around your team already. But uh, I think if money was no object and I still had the Haaland transfer enabled, I'd probably look at getting Foden in just on form and potential for the upcoming weeks with a double in 25, potentially. He does look to be the the standout candidate. Um, Richarlison, there's different opinions on Richarlison. Um, some feel that, you know, he may be impacted minutes-wise by Werner's arrival. Um, Tottenham signed Werner this week, if you didn't know. And uh, I personally, I think he's fine for the, for the next few weeks, yeah. at least, if you're worried about that. But he does tend to get hauled off after about 70 minutes and... He can be a bit like Darwin, can't he? He can be a bit wasteful and you know not have the best of games sometimes in terms of finishing. But yeah, he's a good pick. A good pick and a good placeholder for, for Son while he's away. Um, one of the ones I like, and I think I uh, urge you to put this on there, is, is Pascal Gross from Brighton. 
Um, he's been ticking along really nicely. You know, lots and lots of chance creation. His stats look really good. And Brighton's fixtures now for the next seven or eight, you know, right up to that blank game of 29 look really good. They're top of the ticker. Um, and uh, he's he's really, the, you know, the, the guy that everything goes through. He's on all set pieces. And um, basically, he, he he's a really good solid pick. And if you're like me and you have no bench, he's absolutely nailed. You know, a lot of these players, Foden, Richarlison, Garnacho, you know, even a stupid, and they could miss a game. They could get a sub, you know, um, someone else playing in their place. And if that were to happen this week, you know, you don't want that to happen when you've got no got no bench cover. So if you're looking for someone who's absolutely nailed, then then Gross looks like a, a really good pick. And I could just about afford him, um, and and still make the Harlem move. So so he's definitely worth mentioning. But probably the guy I'm going to go for, and if Adam was on, I know he supports this, is uh, is Garnacho. So he's he's right at the back there, peeping in four point eight million home game against Tottenham this weekend, which is a good game for United, even though their form is is up and down. Um, pretty nailed in the team now. I can't see Anthony starting over him for 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 the foreseeable. So um, really, only need that game from him, and he releases so much money. Even if you're selling Son for him, he releases five million. So. I really like the, uh, the 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 Garnacho option, and it just gives me a little bit of flexibility moving forward. If saving Salah on the bench to to make a few upgrades elsewhere on future double game week players, so it gives you a lot of flexibility as well as enabling Haaland. So, so there's four that I, that I picked out, but then also a lot of people have got Trent, so I've stuck a Stupinen in at the back there as the as the defensive standout option to bring in this week. I could have put. Um, Alfie Doty on there yeah, from uh, Luton, yeah. who's really creative and putting up. He's probably the he's the actual informed defender across the whole game at the moment. And uh, if you fancy a punt on him this week, uh, he's only four and a half now, and uh, and has two doubles to come potentially. So uh, yeah, Alfie Doty is another option in defence if you if you don't fancy a stupid I just think maybe a stupid and gross is perhaps a little bit too much Brighton to get both of them, but one of them I think is certainly a good idea to bring in. What are your thoughts, Bakar? I think you summed it up very well, uh, covering most of the uh, replacements. I think in in terms of midfielders, if I was picking one, irrespective of price, I think I would probably go with Foden. But having said that, I think there's that significant one million price difference, which a lot of people uh, like you will will it will sort of price them out from from getting to Holland later. Uh, in in my position, I can just about get to Richarlison, so I'm sort of tempted uh, to go there, even though there's that possibility that Spurs could plank in in game week 26. But I like his potential. I think he he should be safe, and if he's playing up front, I think there's an outside chance of him being on penalties as well. Uh, and if he's playing in an Ange Postecoglou side, I don't necessarily mind him for the next three to four weeks. I really, really like the Garnacho shout, and I think he is someone I might sort of consider bringing him, uh, bringing in, because a lot of people are going to find themselves in this position where they want to have all of Salah, Haaland, and Trent uh, by game week twenty-four, and I think Garnacho is going to be critical to uh, affording that draft yeah. uh, because uh, he's going to be that enabler that a lot of people. Uh, will look to get because when you look at United's fixtures uh, from that point onwards, they're actually really good. They're playing Luton at home, Fulham as well, Fulham at home as well from that point onwards. So I've I've sort of looked at Garnacho, not necessarily from this week, but 
but later on as well. But I don't really see the harm in in getting him in this week. I was actually having a look at some of his underlying data and. Uh, over the previous six games, he has a non-pin XGI of 0.5, which is really good for someone of his price. Um, other than that, I think Pascal Gross is is very underrated in the in the FPL community. I think if you can afford to go go for him, I I would probably pick him over Garnacho, uh, mm-hmm. simply because he has a lot of routes to points, set pieces. Uh, you know, he's he's going to be on penalties if if Jao Pedro is not on the field, and he's playing as the number ten. I just think he's a very consistent underrated performer um and and with with Europa not exactly being in the picture for Brighton I think he could do well especially in the immediate upcoming fixtures mm. and Brighton don't blank in game week 26 as well so that's that's another uh, added advantage another name I'd, I'd like to mention here is Eze I don't think he has the best of fixtures this week but from next week onwards I think he he has potential. Uh, if Elise is, is out, I think Eze is going to be the main talisman for Crystal Palace. And if he's on penalties, then, then he could do well in the times to come. And he's six million as well. So yeah, pretty price. affordable too. Yeah. Good price. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Jota is another one, I guess. I I, I think he's he's a bit punty for, for for the two of us. But I mean, he's he's one of those who could work out if if uh, a few of the maverick managers want to go there i think yeah he's gonna start. I, I, I was hoping he you know if he just scored last night i think you'd have seen a lot more enthusiasm for him he didn't have a bad game did he but nunez came on and had one of his best half hours for a while he didn't was he? sensational and, uh, when he I, came on i just don't yeah. know who's you don't know which three or four are going to start for liverpool do you at the moment yeah. so that's probably yeah. why he's a bit risky but yeah and he's, he's pricey punted. he's pricey yeah. that's that's the issue he's he's yeah. pricey and the Schedule for Liverpool is packed. I mean, they have plenty of games uh, with with the Carabao and and FA Cup. So you never know. He's just coming back from injury. That's why he's a bit of a risk. But um, he, he does come with with a certain degree of upside as well. Coming to Trent's replacements, um, I think Walker is is sort of underrated. I know City defense isn't exactly. Uh, Rated that highly by the FL community, especially by those like myself who chose to go with Edison last year. Uh, it was week on week, continuous torture of owning him. But having said that, I'm 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 willing to to go there again. I mean, Walker, someone I'm sort of eyeing in the weeks to come, um, as maybe even a Poro replacement because if if Spurs are blanking in 26, I might replace Poro in the weeks to come. So I I like Walker. If if you're selling Trent, I don't mind that transfer because as of now, it's looking as if Walker is going to be the uh, the city defender with the highest number of expected minutes, and with the double, I sort of like him. I mean, City's underlying data is always decent. They're just behind Arsenal for XGC this season, and even Arsenal themselves are good. I mean, if you don't own someone like a Gabriel, I I like that shout too. Possibly even mm-hmm. over his Tupanan. Really good shouts there, chaps. Um... With all this in mind, oh, just to chuck in a few players um, from Hub AI. So this is uh, Fancy Football Hub's predicted points tool. Interestingly, Gordon is still is he's, he's yeah. still high. Gordon, he's third on the list in uh, for points the next the next four game weeks with twenty points. He's one who's a lot of sold. I I sold him. Um, a lot of sold, a lot of bench. I think you benched him, Rich. Is my I benched him last yeah. week. Yeah, he got an assist. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very happy to hold yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their fixtures uh, turn. At least, he, at least he isn't injured, Fergie. I mean, this, this is it. And, and their fixtures yeah. turn a couple of weeks. Yeah. They've got um, City and Villa next, I think. Which uh, I, I do think from an attacking view, it's not is not that bad. But after that, their run is superb. So mm. I think Gordon is 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 a good one to hold. 
Bruno Fernandes is still is is still up there. I think against Spurs this week and the fixtures going forward are pretty good as well. So he's predicted to score nineteen point nine points. Um, Isaac is. Yeah, you'd probably throw you probably throw him in on a free hit, wouldn't yeah. you, um, yeah. Bruno? Um, yeah. Isaac um, nineteen point nine. Um, Odegaard nineteen point three. Ivan Tony, who we haven't mentioned yet, um, nineteen point two as well. He he's predicted over the next four game weeks to score more points than Eze, Gross, Bowen. Sterling, Cunha, Ritalis, and Jota, Alvarez, and and Trippier. So it's going to be interesting to to see mm. how he does. Um, I've got. I've, I'll, I'll touch on him a little bit more later. But the question I want to ask just before we move on, uh, chaps, is about is about chips. So, um, Bakar, have you had any very early chip thought yet? Kind of based on based on the happy path of. Of what will happen? So, based on the fact you know uh, Liverpool and Chelsea, for example, will will like well, say I say Chelsea, they're one 0 down, aren't they? But Liverpool and Chelsea will probably meet, um, and and I mean blank game of twenty six, Man City and Brentford, and the Liverpool Spurs games all go into twenty five, big blank in twenty nine, etc. etc. Have you had any very early thoughts on how that might pan out for you in terms of using your chips, on or, or, or are you just not yes, not looking at it at all yet? No, I've I've given it a lot of thought actually, um, and just having a, a loose idea of what mm. I might be looking to do in the in the future does does help. Um, a lot of people sort of find themselves in this position where you know they have seven or eight players available this week, and they've they're either looking to activate the wild card or they've actually pulled the the trigger already. I I don't necessarily think that's the best strategy. I think with when it comes to the second wild card, even though it's available. Personally, I think the best time is is to use it in um, uh, together with with the with the blanks just to maximize the the free hit and the the bench boost chips. So somewhere around thirty or thirty one is what I'm thinking. Possibly thirty one because Man City and Arsenal are um, they have a fixture swing from that point onwards, and they're actually playing against each other in game week thirty. And let's say if, if if someone's team is in a terrible position, I think it's better waiting at least until next week before wildcarding because we will have tons of more info Absolutely. than we do right now. Absolutely. So even if I was wildcarding this week, I will be, you know, firing shots in the dark. And and that's not what you want to do when you're you're making a wildcard team. So even if your team is in a precarious position, I think it makes sense to sort of take a hit or two or uh, just to hold off the wild card right now. Coming to the rest of the chips, I think bench boost is likely to be in game week 37 simply because it's going to be the biggest uh, double game week of the season. It, that's that's what we think as of now. Um, coming to the triple captainship, it looks as if Give me 25 will be the week to play it. I don't, I've sort of looked into it in detail. I've um, looked at, at Ben Quellen's fixture projections and, and looked at uh, the, the Planet FPL pod as well. But just, just looking looking there, I, I just think that the best fixtures are going to come in Give me 25 for both Sal and Haaland. Mm. In fact, it's going to be a very tough debate uh, in, in Give me 25 because Haaland's likely to have um, Chelsea and Brentford at home. Sal is likely to have. Brentford away, Luton at home in game week 25 itself. So that's the prime window to play it. In game week 37, I've sort of looked at the fixtures for, you know, Man City, Liverpool. They aren't exactly as 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 good. I mean, for example, if you look at City, they're likely to have you know, Fulham and Brighton away or Fulham and Tottenham away. Liverpool are likely to have Willa and Fulham away or Willa and Everton away. Similarly, when you look at someone like Watkins, Liverpool and Bournemouth at home. Spurs will likely have Chelsea and City along with Burnley. So 
the fixtures in game week 25 long story short are as good as they can be mm. and in game week 37 you never know who, i mean there's always rotation some teams don't have anything to play for others are on the beach exactly so if the opportunity yeah. is sort of presenting itself in 25 Mm. then i think that is the weaker triple captain now what this means is that even though we are in this position where uh, you know we can sell the likes of trent and sala this week and uh, then just buy them on a free hit in 25 because free hitting in 25 would be very convenient it means that that isn't exactly the best optimal strategy for the rest of your team when you look at it over the course of the season because there will be weeks other than game week 25 where the free hit could be played for example in game week 29 where i expect around 5 to 6 planks um to, to fall if let's say there are only four or five games over there you'll find it very hard to navigate that week without a free hit similarly in game week 34 and 37 if different teams are doubling then it's very difficult to set yourself up even with a wild card for both the doubles so you might be in a position where you end up free hitting in 25 to navigate this this chaos with liverpool players but then later on you find out that oh maybe game week 29 is is when you need to use it for the blanks or maybe for a future double so long story short i think the free hit is best to be saved and and, and the triple captain is is, uh, is is likely to be a better chip in game week 25 love you so thanks thanks bakar really really concise and good stuff um rich what's your what's your thinking you got anything to add um just a couple of things i think he summarized it very well i i think nothing wrong with if you're in you know real trouble and you you you've had to sell most of the key assets who are going to double in 25 and they end up doubling as as predicted um we're going to spend a lot of transfers getting them back in and we we've still got four game weeks to play in front of us now so the injuries are just going to keep coming you know and uh it, it's very very if you keep needing to put fires out you won't be able to use all your transfers to bring back Salah to bring back Trent yeah. to bring back Sonny whatever so get to game with 25 a free hit is 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 perfectly perfectly viable it's worth mentioning there are one or two other good fixtures from teams that we own assets of in game week 25 which which might mean that you know free hits a bit wasted then you know but but if it if it there's nothing wrong with using a free hit in one of 25 29 or i think there's going to be a mid-sized double in 34 the what the one thing i would say about wild carding in 30 31 is game week 37 is a long way after that and if you're setting up for a bench boost in game week 37 you you're having to maintain that team's health for a couple of months before that that week arises so i i prefer setting up for a bench boost the following week you know or, or very shortly afterwards and so an earlier bench boost in the early 30 weeks might be preferable with a either a, a small double or you know good single week fixtures you know the, the just because you've got having 15 healthy players this season is not that easy to achieve um, who are all playing so maintaining them and timing it perfectly for a double game week might mean that you have to wild card in game week 36 to to do that effectively so it's just, it's just about how healthy is the team this seems to be a harder season to maintain a healthy squad even though some of the content might suggest otherwise it just it just seems to be that maybe that's my personal experience but there's just so many injuries now I've got um the habai game week 21 free hit team on screen so um this 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 team both the free hit team and the wild card team is available every single week uh, on fantasy 
football hub and it just gives you a kind of idea of you know the top scoring players for one week the reason i've got this app is i am i am contemplating um a free hit this week um i'll, I'll just run through the the players first on on the screen the the kind of notes um raya um in goals uh arsenal home to palace uh white home to palace as well um estropinen and dunk both home to wolves um, Saka as captain, um, predicted to score the highest amount of points this week by a hub AI. Palmer um, and Gross, we've mentioned. Um, Sterling, home to Fulham, uh, is predicted to do well this week, as is Bruno Fernandes against against Spurs. Obviously, Spurs' defence, as we know, is not the best at the moment. So we've got a midfield five and an up front, uh, Solanke, and then uh, a name we haven't heard for a long, 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 long time, um, Ivan Tony, uh, who is home to... Nottingham Forest. I just wanted to touch on Tony um, because if you look at Nottingham Forest's uh, who's Nottingham Forest's defence, um, I believe uh, that that four um, of their regular defenders have have all gone to Afcon, uh, which is Niakate, uh, excuse my pronunciation, um, Oria, um, Aina, and Bolly. It's my understanding they've all gone to AFCON. And the only defender who has played um, more than three ninety minutes all season outside of those is Murillo. Now, every other defender, there's not one defender has played more than three sets of 90 minutes for Nottingham Forest this season. Um, obviously, that's that's just one one factor, right? But Ivan Tony, as we know, is, is, is absolute class. He hasn't played a competitive game for... What was it? I can't remember. Eight months or ten months. Understand that. But apparently, you know, he's been training with the first team. He's been scoring hat tricks in behind closed doors games and things. So he's got he's he's on the forest this week. He's also got Spurs next week. Um, who, as we know, you know, a, a, a you know frail to say the least at the back as well. So I quite like that pick on a free hit. And I, I just want to give the argument for why I'm thinking about free hit. So in my mm. team, I've got uh, Salah, Son. Bowen, Trent, uh, Lascelles. Um, I've got Archer. And I've got Taylor. I've got Taylor. So yeah. I've got I've got six six players. Sorry, that's that's not including Archer. I've got six players. I, th- I think three or four of them are definitely out. One or two. Taylor and Bowen may maybe out, maybe not out. Um, I don't have any Man City players, so I didn't go for Alvarez or Foden last week. I went for Bowen, obviously, which has backfired not just in the game week itself, but but kind of after that. Um, I can take like a minus four um, to get, you know, I'll probably do something like Salaros on to Foden, just just for example. I'll probably need to, you know, to take a minus eight to get anywhere near 11 players out. Not that, you know, one week decides everything, right? I, I completely get that, but I need to take a minus eight. What I'm doing, and this is and this is why I was pausing when I kind of went on that minus eight button. I was like, I'm taking a minus eight, and I'm taking out two of the best players in the game here, which I know I'm going to want back. And it could even it could even be, and it could even be even as early as next game week. It's more likely to be after I get that, especially with you know Salah and Son. But Bowen and Trent, for example, will will likely be back in my opinion ahead of game week 22. And as we both know, mm-hmm. they are two. Two of the best assets in the whole game. The same for Salah and Son, you could, you could argue as well. The information we find out before the next deadline as well 
uh, will will dictate. So everything Bakar said then, you know, around you know all the kind of ifs and buts, if these happen, we will know the vast majority of that information before the next deadline, Game Week 22. So for those who haven't seen, I'm sure most have, the Game Week 22 deadline is not till Tuesday, January the 30th, which is two a full two and a, it's over two and a half weeks after this deadline due to the split game week and due to the FA Cup fourth round being played. And the FA mm. Cup fifth round draw is also before this in 22. So we'll, oh, we, wow. we will get those, you know, those likelihoods off Ben Krellin before this deadline for 22. So fact that I have to take potentially a minus eight, and I may not even still get 11 players if I take a minus eight. I'm taking out really good players. At the moment, I have no idea how game week 25, 26, 29 is going to play out at all. Um, and I do think there are a couple of players with fairly big upside this week, Tony included. I'm tempted to have one of those moments. I think we all have it in the season. I'm not going to yeah. swear on air, but you know the moments you just think, oh, motion to the wind, let's do oh, it. Yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really tempted. tempted. And um, yeah. Okay, Fergie, let me, I think it's a brilliant summary. And I, I, I think with if you're looking at seven or eight players, that may not make it this week. That is a large amount of, you know, you really are struggling to get an 11 out. You know, I'm, I'm saying I've got to take a hit, but I think I can do it with one hit and, and still get 11 who'll start. So that's, uh, once you start getting into minus eights, minus 12s, you are into, you are into wild card or free hit territory. But I, one thing I would say is, you know, we just spent back on, I just spent 10 minutes talking about game week 25, blank game week 26, Blank, big blank game week 29. Um, well, uh, yeah, double game week 34, which someone in the chat has pointed out as well. You know, he's a different set of doubles to game yeah. 37. So you can't cover them both with one wild card. You know, if you free hit on in, in, in double 34 and you free hit and you wild card for double 37 or vice versa, you're covering both those big doubles, which could be 150 point game weeks. Yeah. yeah and you're using a chip for them, you know, versus getting you out of trouble this week. That's just the op opposite argument. Yeah. I know you're in trouble. A lot of us are in trouble. But is it worth a chip as powerful as a free hit? I'm just not sure. It might be worth you taking the minus eight. Um, Eddie Howe taught me into one the other week. I didn't want to do it, but I didn't have a keeper and I didn't have 11. So I don't know. It's really yeah. tough. It's really tough. But I think you summarize the plight of many uh, with that, if you've got these players like the cells who's been dropped now and isn't going to start, Taylor yeah. is a doubt for the weekend. Plum fixed you great if he's confirmed in the team news that he's going to play. That might swing it for you, Charlie Taylor. How about that? You know, it's just little things like that that will make the difference. What do you think, Bakar? Yeah, I have a few points to make. Charlie Taylor. I mean, I own him myself. I'm I'm not sure whether he's going to start because uh, the. The press conference, the uh, uh, company didn't offer any updates. He basically said there's nothing to add. And in the previous uh, post-match FA Cup conference, he sort of said that, you know, he was hoping that with the, the big turnaround, the large turnaround, he would be able to have uh, Foster and Taylor fit. But now that the game has been moved from Monday to to, to Friday, I think the likelihood of him playing is, is has lessened. So I, I won't be sort of banking on him to start. Uh, I think this is an excellent case you've sort of put forward, Fergie, and I think your your team is is one which which could sort of fall in that category of potentially free hitting this week. Having said that, I still won't go for it simply because let's assume you free hit this week. 
um then you come back to the, the same team that you have in in the following week yeah. you'll only have one free transfer with that one free transfer you will have sala you will have son you will have charlie taylor playing away to man city you will have lascelles who won't play you will have Ar- yeah. you you will have archer archer won't be playable and this is assuming that boban and trent will be fine right which might not be the case at all this is the best case scenario so you'll have five players confirmed out uh so you'll have to take a hit minimum next week anyway so in your position i would bring that hit forward this week and just take it on the chin because a lot of engaged fpl managers will be taking hits this week yeah. anyway so i don't think you'll be too far off or too worse off than the engaged fpl manager and just to say four points i i just doesn't sit right with me especially when like like which is mentioned and we've discussed earlier uh, in in the podcast that there will be a lot of opportunities later on in the season with far greater gains to be made yep and now yeah, those are both accurate arguments arguments back so it gives me uh gives me a lot to think about indeed um at the moment i'm still edging towards i hate taking hits i hate taking my seats <laughs> but you are right and this is the one thing i must remember these are all well, highly owned think... players it's it's not like my other... players are sorry rich go on Sorry, no, no. The other thing that the listeners and the viewers won't know is that you know this this thought was put in your head by Adam, who's not on the show. This yeah, evening, it was. Uh, who who brought it up when we were chatting earlier, saying I'm going to free hit, which he's now redacted and gone back to thinking about taking a minus eight or whatever. So uh, yeah, it's Adam Hopcroft's fault who's put that in your head. So uh, <laughs> be interesting to see what uh, happens. But yeah, you don't make any rash decisions tonight, mate. Wait for the team news and see what. See what yeah, I think, I think it's going to be sort of a, a five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Clear, yeah. clear the decks, tie the kids up, and uh, and kind of work out what. It's, I'm just, do. it's not one you can redact, is it? Once you've played it, you've played it, haven't you? Oh, I, like th- I think that's you, right. Yeah, which it off. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to think about it, but yeah, in, you know, I it's just it's just the longevity of this game week is crazy, and but and you know that there's there's one thing holding me back actually, and. I wouldn't be surprised if Bowen plays because that West Ham game is is a it's like you know it's almost a fortnight away isn't it or is over a fortnight away, um, and and Bowen notoriously is his fitness is pretty good and if I took him out on free hit and he went and scored a couple of goals those are the kind of thing which re- a real punch in the guts and they so I I would probably start Bowen and um, you know so yeah I just need to. I need to see. I need. I might. I might take a, a couple of hits. I, I'm not. I'm not so averse this season because I'm in a reasonable position. 270k. It, I know it's not. It's not pulling up any trees, but it, it's reasonable. Like I, th- I think. I think this time last year I was like ranked about a million, and and the thought of taking minus eights or minus twelves at rank a million is just, you know, you're at rank 1.5 million before you even start, aren't you? So yeah, I just need to. Yeah. Need to think it's it through. Difficult. But I must remember that most people are in this boat. Um. So I just need to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the average. I reckon the average hit maybe across, let's say, the audience of this pod, you know, will be yeah. somewhere between a minus four and a minus eight. I would imagine, you know, if 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 the chat is is rolling or is not taking a hit, then then tell us. But I think most of most guys who are tuned into this probably are going to need to take a take a hit this week. So interesting captaincy uh, this week. Looking at the hub predictor for the one game week, um, Saka is top six point two predicted points. Palmer second. 5.7 tony third 5.2 um according to the poll palmer top 25 percent saka 17 
Haaland 15, obviously this was put out before, you know, before all these injuries and before all the news and stuff. I did read earlier uh, from a fairly reliable source that Haaland, Grealish and Akanji didn't train today, didn't do full training. Um, I don't, please don't take that as gospel, everyone. But, um, you know, he still seems to be a little while off, I think, doesn't he, to be honest. Bakar, who's your captain going to be this week? I think it'll be Saka. I'm, I'm, I haven't given captaincy a, a full amount of thought this week, but simply because he has been the most reliable of, of the likely candidates so far. I mean, looking at my team, I think Alvarez, um, Palmer, and, and Saka are the ones that, that stand out. I just think looking at Arsenal's recent underlying data, they've been playing well, but they haven't been converting their chances. And I think they're going to give someone a hiding very soon. And I think it could be Saka. Uh, Saka's time to shine um, uh, this week. He's just been, he just sort of seems to be the most known commodity out of uh, out of the available alternatives. And he's only behind Sal and Haaland for XGI this season. So I can see him getting a good number of points uh, against Crystal Palace. I remember actually captain him in the previous fixture and it was a good experience i mean i know it's this is completely unrelated but but yeah hopefully i can i can do well again okay thanks Picard. and rich who will your captain be this week yeah tough one interesting to see the spread there um quite surprised at the palmer coming out on top although he's a very sensible vice captain choice you know assuming we get uh you know, well, we won't. We've just got the Burnley game now. We've got an earlier deadline. But yeah, he's, he was going to be the first game, wasn't he? Chelsea-Fulham. Um, I would certainly say if you're going to pick a captain from next weekend, pick a vice captain from this weekend. So, yeah. you know, who's had a clean bill of health from sure. the team news perspective and spread those spread those chips across the, uh, across the two weekends. But yeah, I think Saka, I think it's the best fixture. He's got the highest predicted points, and although his form has been been a bit in and out, he's still heavily involved. And and Arsenal, I think, will will bounce back. It's not because they're not creating chances, is it? They just haven't been able to put the ball in the net. So I think Saka's as good a good a captain as as any. Um, I think if I could have bought Tony this week, and I had the the means to do so, I had the spot and the transfer to do it, I would bring Tony in and captain him. But I can't because I've got to put fires out like most people. But I'm surprised Tony's so low on that pole. Um, if you were wild carding or free hitting, I think he'd be your captain. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I'd be going for Tony if I was on a free hit. Uh, I think I'll go Saka. And I, I know he gets a bit of stick because he, you know, he's not inc- well. He hasn't been incredibly explosive and a bit inconsistent. But I, I think he's really, he's really consistent. Actually, I think you know, I think if you look down his scores this season, there's, I don't think it's there's, there's too many, many blanks in there, and um, yeah, I, I, you know, he just whenever Arsenal score, he seems to be kind of there, there you know, there or there about Stoney. I like the positions he took up as well for for the last goal when he was, you know, he had a tap in from a couple of yards out, and I know, um, I don't think he played very well in the last in the last match against I was against Liverpool in the FA Cup, um, didn't play very well, but his positioning is so is so advanced. I always like having a captain if we can on some kind of set piece as well because you know you don't have to play well to you know to grab a, a goal off a corner do you, or a penalty or something. So I think I'll probably go for Saka if I if I don't re hit. I think I'll be going for Tony if I do. Um Fergie is a punt for game week twenty one to twenty four, no surprise. Last last week, Bakar, I don't know if you saw I picked out last week. 
I picked out Michael Elise. What was it? Michael Elise last week. Oh, that's week, amazing. Which was... And everyone's been he's talking about well him there, since. Joe, si- since yeah. that's happened, he's not only scored two goals, but he's been mooted to be, you know, to win... Out for a long out time. Out for a long time, but also to, like... <laughs> Win the Ballon d'Or and go for 150 million, whatever else. So uh, yeah, I think that's that's the best punt I've had in a in quite a long time. So um, a bit of a boring one this week. We talked a little bit about him, uh, but um, this uh, where is he? This player, um, you know, uh, he's got a spanking fixture against a ravaged defence. Uh, he plays Spurs next week. Prove an absolute top class player. Um, because he hasn't played yet this season, he's a proper differential. He's going to be in the, well, a proper differential against engaged managers. He'd probably be in the 0 point something percent. And uh, the player, as you can probably guess, is Ivan Benjamin Elijah Tony, who uh, is going to score a couple of goals this weekend, I think. I think he's going to be fit. He's going to be absolutely rearing to go. Even if he is after a move, he want to put himself in the shop window and how better to do it than to bang a few goals in at home, at home to Forest. So, um, think, think if you can get um, Tony in, um, in you know, you know, in any way, I think he'd be pretty decent. Rich, I've got your uh, injury or flag ravaged team in front of me. Yes. Uh, what's your, <laughs> what's your plans for this yeah. week? Yeah, it's pretty shocking, isn't it? Um, I think my plan will be to, as I said earlier, will be to sell Trent for Estupinen this week, and. Then I will sell for again for the arguments presented. I will keep Salah, uh, and and you know hope that we get a lot more information about his return and 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 other other things like fixtures, double game weeks, etc. So I'll put Salah to the bench, and Son will go for a midfielder. Um, at the moment, I think it will be Garnacho. It will give me about one point eight million of money to spend in game weeks 23, 24, 25 on double game week players or remove blankers. And I'd rather do surgery like that, having held, having Salah available um, than sell him and have to buy him back either. Because all I'll do in the meantime, between now and the double is sell Harland or sorry, buy Harland and buy Salah. And that's all I'll be able to do. So, so I just feel that I'll keep Salah if I can. Now, I know there's an argument. Oh, you've got 13.2 million on your bench for four weeks. Well, yes, but it's these are exceptional circumstances and we are playing for a double with transfers are incredibly precious. My ranking is low. Therefore, I can't afford to keep taking hits all the time. And uh, yeah, so I think that's what I'll do. It'll be Gross or uh, Garnacho coming in for me. I'll Captain Salah, sorry, Captain Saka and Vice Captain Palmer. Love. Have you given any any thought to, to Walker um, or Stupinan? Um, yeah, I like Walker, but I'd like I'd like the City double confirmed, and then you know if um, uh, Spurs were to blank in twenty six, I might sell Burrow for Walker, or I I've still got Simicast stinking up my bench, and so that million I've got in the bank could go to uh, uh, upgrade Simicast to to Walker. I'm also quite interested in Doty as well if if Luton double. Um, he's quite a creative player, so, so I, yeah, definitely I've got that fourth defender. I mean, at the moment I've only got two playing defenders, so I've got to fix it this week. Uh, and I just think uh, stupid has got more upside than Walker from an attacking perspective. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like Garnacho as a pick. Yeah. Um, I, I think you. if you're if you have like what one point seven one point million in the bank, that will also sort of help you potentially get Trent back in yeah, by game week twenty four. 
Yeah, exactly. Buy a game at 24 if need be. You can sort of sell, borrow for Trent at that that time. Yeah, I, I, I you know, could downgrade Solanke or downgrade Watkins, something like that. I mean, I've been playing with a three, yeah. a three four three for quite a while, and that's helped me a little bit this week in terms of managing the the situation because I haven't got that that dud slot. I can allocate that dud slot to Garnacho, so I haven't got the archer position. I can just put the yeah. four point five into midfield and and bench him, you know, for his tougher fixtures. But he also one other word that we haven't mentioned is Garnacho has very nice fixtures in game week 24 and 25. I think he's got Luton and Forest or something like that in terms of those two games. So he's very playable mm. in those two weeks when we're still missing the uh, missing the key assets. So he he he, fits, he ticks a lot of boxes for 4.8. Lovely stuff. Thank you, Rich. Um, no Bakar, we've got your your team on screen. Do you want to talk us through your plans? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I have four flags in my team. I mean, Trent, Salah, Son are out. Taylor, I don't expect to play uh, because of the short turnaround from the FA Cup. So I'm basically down to 10 men. I have to make a transfer. <coughs> I have one free transfer. Um, and there are a few options I, I can sort of go with. I can, I think the the sensible move for me and the one I think I'm most likely to, to do at this point in time uh, is to buy Richarlison. I think I have sort of looked around different drafts and if I am to afford Trent, Salah, Haaland in my team by game week 24, then I can't get to Foden. Then I have to buy someone cheaper, 7 million or cheaper. And in that price range, I think I prefer Richarlison. Uh, I know he could have a blank in game week 26, but I just think that there are plenty of short-term gains to be had by by owning him. So he's someone I've, I've sort of looked at. Uh, I'm not entirely sure whether to sell Sun or Salah, though. If I sell Salah, I can get to Haaland in one move. So that's sort of convenient. But on the other hand, if I sell Sun, then I'm basically locking in a hit next week uh, to get Haaland back through either a Trent sale or a Salah sale. Now you might argue that you know it's fine taking a hit next week. You'll you know you're uh, you'll have more information at that point. So this is something which I'm sort of trying to figure out in my head what to do. I don't think I will be selling. Trent this week because I have double Arsenal defense and Poro, which is which is fine. I think that's yeah, right. a decent defense this week. I don't yeah. necessarily have to go out of my way to sell Trent, but these are this is what I'm considering and these are my options. And I think it's going to be a late decision for me whether to sell Sun or Salah because uh, there's not much between this. To to be very honest, what do you guys think? I I I personally think I would rather save on hits in the short term, just because you never like like you never know what's going to happen in the long term. I, I understand Richard's point; he's right about you know people saying having thirty million on the bench, but you never know what's what you know. We 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 don't know when Salah is going to be back. We don't know what 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 state Salah will be back in as well. And I just think if there's if there's opportunities in front of you to do well in the meantime, I think we've all been guilty at times, haven't we, of maybe planning a bit too far in advance, and it's it's come back to bite us. So. Um, I would get it done personally, Bakar, but that's that's kind of my my style of play. I know it's I know it's definitely not rich. You, you would not sell yours. Salah. I would. You would sell I, Salah. I would just because yeah. you can get Haaland in one move and Haaland. Yeah, but even if you yeah. wanted to take, you know, okay. we're gonna have so much more news ahead of twenty two. You could even use that that hit 
next week if you want to take it next week to prepare for 25 or 26 or whatever it's going to be as well rather than just playing catch up so that's that's what i would do but yeah interesting i mean yeah so so your choice is foden though for the midfielder if you money was it's no richarlison is richard you, you you will go richarlison over foden even if you sell salah uh yes because um uh, that would give me enough to get Hall next week. If money was no ob- object, then I would have gone Foden. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I prefer Foden over Charleston if both were of the same price. But I can only get someone six, uh, 7 million or below if I'm looking to do Alvarez to Haaland next week. So that's the rationale, rationale behind selling Salah. If I sell Sun, I'm practically booking in a hit next week. So it's either going to be a Salah sale or a Trent sale. I know it's going to be easier at that point with the information we'll have, but it's going to be a hit. So it's it's sort of tricky, but I mean, again, the 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 issue with selling Salah is that if he's back by twenty four, then you know I, it's going to be hard to fit him in. I'll probably have yeah. to save a transfer in twenty three, and then you know I'll probably have to sell one of Saka or Watkins, which could be fine because I don't think uh, you know with any double doubles on the horizon for either Arsenal or Villa, I think selling either could be fine. But it's again, it's it's not something which is ideal. Good stuff. Uh, thank you, Picard. Uh, just a quick look at my for my team, as I say, which is a little bit of a mess at the moment. Um, probably play Ariola, I think. Um, Gabriel and Porro. Uh, my remaining back three are Taylor, Lascelles, and Trent, who are all very unlikely mm-hmm. to play. Um, Saka, Palmer, and I've got Bo- <laughs> got Bowen, Salah, and Son, all unavailable. So I can't get a full midfield or defence out. And then Solanke, Watkins, and an Archer. So this is obviously why I'm tempted to play a free hit. If I was to take some hits to sort my team out, my current thinking is um, I could alternatively look to play if because if there's the blank in 26, the Liverpool double will probably well it'll likely be in 25. I could I could just hold on a little bit and play the free hit in in 25 um and that would mean if you if you did sell Salah and Trent it's not the end of the universe because you can get them back for that double you can kind of load up you know as Bakar mentioned earlier both Liverpool and Man City would have tremendous uh doubles in 25 so you know a, a triple up on Liverpool and Man City there would be you know it could be really really good um I think if I was to take some hits, I would probably do Salah to Foden. I really like Foden, and he was a fantastic again um, in the FA Cup. I, I think I think he's, he's probably for me one of the first names on the team sheet now. I know that people are worried about De Bruyne's back. I know he'll get some kind of rest at some point, but he just looks absolutely brilliant. Um, so I'll probably do Salah to Foden. Um, I'll probably I think do I could do like Trent. To a stupid man, but I don't. I don't think I need to. I think I could just do Lascelles. I get. I get rid of Lascelles. Just do an- another another um, redundant player to a stupid man. Exactly. Got the money exactly. For it. I'll, so prob- I'll probably do I'll Lascelles. Would, do um, only because I think that um, Taylor, I think, will still hold some value in the future. And if he plays this week, it's actually a decent fixture. Um, so I'll probably do Lascelles to a stupid man for what that be a minus four, and then. Um, and will that leave you enough money to do Haaland in one move from Archer? It not not from Archer. So this is why I could yeah. I could do again um Sun. I'd probably keep Bowen, I think. But I could probably do I could do Sun to Garnacho, which which you know, basically means I've got I've got a decent team this week. 
I would have loads of money in the bank. I can get Haaland for Archer next week um, and, a, and a good team. So and then the Solanke for the double, yeah. But it is yeah, taking a minus no, I mean, eight. I don't, I don't think you need, I don't, all seriousness, I don't I think your team is about as stricken as mine. You've got five flags. You've got slightly more risk. You slightly more. You probably a player down on well, me. Player down. It's that, it's, it's that Lascelles yeah, is yeah. is the yeah. is the, the sucker punch. Yeah. So I think minus eight. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take, but I think I think looking at it, it's it's, it's all right. Better. It's better. The free hit is is worth you know worth yeah. forty points, fifty points uh, over the. So it's worth taking the. But it, it does also mean that I'm getting Agreed. rid of Salaran Salaran's son as well, which I'll need to get back at some point. But you know. I, 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 I'm not a massive fan in fantasy across the board of playing really long-term thinking only because so many things can change. And this is why I just think I can sort of have what's in front of you the next few game weeks. So Interesting thoughts. Yeah, it's a real, real interesting dynamic. There's probably teams out there with work that are worse than yours. They well, will. In terms of the number of flag players. They will indeed. Um, Jason says you look like you're going to cry, Fergie. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm at I'm at in a good position, and I think I think actually by getting in, I I think I think there is benefit. I think the only benefit of taking hits for up and coming trending players, like for example, um, uh, well, F uh, Foden not so much because his ownership has increased, but Estepinian and Ganacho. If I get on them early, because they will very likely become incredibly popular in the coming weeks, mm. right? Because you know, because of their their fixtures and price and stuff. But if one of them does haul, I think it would almost pay back the minus eight in terms of in terms of like the relative ownership. You know, the effective ownership that both of them are probably not going to exceed ten percent owns this week. Um, so I don't I don't mind actually like thinking about it and i also don't mind then looking at it because even if i do get rid of salah and, and son and whatever else and it all kicks off in 25 i think that's such a good game week because spurs would double as well wouldn't they is that right spurs would double as well in 25 no 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 they won't but definitely liverpool and man city like the triple um the triple ups on those and liverpool would also then blank in 26 um, so it's no rush again to get Salah back and stuff. So, yeah, I think I think that that may be the way I'm going. We will we will see. Um, just just a reminder b before we go um, of our Christmas offer, which is which is finishing. If you want to use the full power of Fancy Football Hub, you can do so for a full 30 days for free. This includes all the my team features you've seen, recommended transfers, predicted points through artificial intelligence, dedicated WhatsApp groups for pro members, and so much more. It's all on the app as well. An absolute no-brainer if you want to do well at FPL. Uh, so give it a go. You will not be disappointed. I've got some uh, I've got some news, chaps, before we go. I've got some incredibly exciting news. So we've, bang we've banged on all night, haven't we, about... Um, you know the the FA Cup fifth round draw and how that shapes basically the rest of the season in terms of a chip strategy. Um, and on Monday, the 29th of January, the day before the Gamey 22 deadline, we have got an incredibly exciting episode because so, so so this is the evening of the FA Cup fifth round draw, um, and it will determine all the answers to those unanswered questions we are currently all wrestling with. Um, wouldn't you like to climb into Ben Krellin's head that evening to unravel it all? and make the best decisions for your team. Well, now you can, because Ben Kralin will be joining us live straight after the FA Cup fifth round draw on this very podcast, the, the Green Arrow podcast, to run through everything we need to know ahead of Game Week 22, which is just 24 hours later and beyond. If there was ever 
a must-watch show. Uh, this one is it. So don't miss out on that. It's going to be it's ever an... ever a week to ha- have transfers oh, in the bank. It's going to be an absolutely <laughs> incredible episode. So really, really excited. And we're going to learn so, so much. So book that in your diaries. Monday, 29th of January. We'll do it after the FA Cup draw. So probably about 9, 9 p.m. Um, UK time. But yeah, it's going to be absolutely superb. Um, and that is it from us for this week. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who joined in the chat. A packed, fantastic lobby. Thank you so much, everyone. Brilliant. Uh, those who are going to watch it back and those listening on the podcast version, your support is very, very much appreciated as usual. Uh, Rich, thank you so much as usual. Uh, where can people get hold of you? I'm on at Rich Clark FPL on X or Twitter. Makar, the main man, thank you so much for joining us. Your 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 information, your your intellect, your insight, everything as usual. Bang on the money. Thank you so much. And you thank and you've so and you've, you've pulled me off the ceiling, off the free hit ceiling. Between <laughs> you and Rich, I'm off. I hope it pays off. Calm, so I really appreciate it. Uh, where can people get hold of you, Bakar? At Big Man Bakar at B I G M A N B A K A R. Lovely stuff. On Twitter, Instagram. Lovely stuff. Uh, my handle is at FFH underscore Fergie. Uh, so this podcast and video will be on the Fancy Football Hub YouTube channel with the podcast videos available on all major podcast platforms. If you like what you watched, please press the like button if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to the channel in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. And if you enjoyed your listen, please rate the podcast and leave a comment. As I mentioned, we'll be back next on Monday the 29th of January, just 24 hours before the Game Week 22 deadline, live with Ben Krellin going through everything you need to know to have a (coughs) successful second half of the season. In the meantime, we hope you have a great Game Week 21 and may all your arrows be green. Good night, all.